Content warning. This episode of Uncensored Sass contains the following. Explicit language, child abuse, racism, and sex. It is our mission to have open discussions about all kinds of topics, including topics that can be the hardest to talk about. We thank you for listening and hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Uncensored Sass, the podcast. My name is Rai. And I'm Julia. This week, we're discussing Halloween costumes and how they affect body positivity. So, Rai, the first thing that we want to talk about is Torrid. Yes. Do you want to give us a little background on what Torrid is and your relation to it? Yes. So, I am a fat human being. That is not a slur. It is a fact. Just throwing it out there, fat is not a slur. Torrid is a retailer who provides fashion for fat people, specifically women. Overall, I do enjoy Torrid's clothes. They are on the more expensive side, which is unfortunate as fat people. The options that we have are very limited. And so to have an option like Torrid available is nice. It's younger fashion, so it's not all frumpy frocks and, you know, moo-moos like you would find elsewhere. It's actually, like, young fashion, but it can be very expensive, which is very difficult. What is your relationship with Torrid? You said that you shop there. How long have you been using it and how often do you shop from there? I have been shopping with Torrid for about 10 years and my relationship with Torrid, it's a very expensive one because to buy anything that's like a necessity, even if I just get like one pair of pants, one bra and like a jacket, that's almost $300 right there. It's a very give and give relationship with Torrid. That being said, I can walk into a Torrid and there's clothes for me to try on. So that's kind of the benefit and that's kind of what I'm paying for is that ability to walk into a retail location and know for sure that there is something on the rack that I can try on. And it's not like tucked in the back corner. It's not a, oh, well, our extended sizes are only online which is an issue in and of itself. So it's kind of like the benefit. And it's kind of got a monopoly on the plus size market as per the type of clothing that they give. So we're both looking at the website right now. And the one thing I can say just based on my first impression is that it seems like they have a lot of options that can be dual function. You can use them as a Halloween costume or you can just choose to wear that on an everyday basis if that's your style. I'd have to disagree. I think as per like the stuff that they've intended as a costume, there's maybe one item that I would imagine any sane person wearing regularly outside of Halloween. As I'm scrolling, the first line of like four, I'm not happy. The first one is a sexy double lace-up asymmetrical costume. It's just a red felt dress with a jagged bottom and a tie front. That's the only thing that I would want out of that image. But even so, an issue with that dress is that there's this trope in plus size fashion. And as you explore these websites, you'll notice it. But there's always a cold shoulder. Like that's how plus size women are sexy is they get this cold shoulder. Like, ooh, look at my shoulder. And it's, it's very irritating that that's it. 
The next one is the sexy mermaid costume. Again, the woman, stunning. The outfit, it is not flattering. They did nothing to hem it to her size. You cannot tell what's going on until you slide over it to bring up the closer image. I'm not a fan. I don't like it at all. I think it is a lazy attempt at making a mermaid costume. And it specifically says costume, which irks me in itself. If they had said sexy mermaid dress, I would understand it a bit more. I'd be like, okay, but they're calling it a costume, which it is not, in my opinion. And then the fourth one, just in this top row, is an angel high-low bell sleeve costume. It is just a cream-colored dress with bell sleeves. That's it. There's nothing angelic about it. There's nothing particularly costume about it. They just threw the word costume on it because it looked like you could pair it with some wings and a fluffy halo and you've got a plus size angel. I like Torrid. Let me just be clear. I like Torrid. I shop there. I think this is lazy. I think they threw this together last second without actually considering what a plus size body looks like. It feels lazy and half-assed and that irks me. So one of the things I wanted to point out, I was specifically talking about the goddess queen cape costume. So I was like, yeah, I can see somebody wearing that as both a dress and making it into a costume. But I agree with your input how the costumes don't look like a costume. They just look like something that was kind of thrown together. Comparatively, the sexy mermaid costume looks like it was made out of costume material and that it looks cheap. And I also want to point out that a lot of clothing assumes that plus size women are assumed to have big busts. And that's not always the case. Yeah. And this sexy mermaid costume is accentuating what for some women may not actually be there. Yeah. It's just cheap material, a cheap design. The color scheme is not thought through at all and the woman gorgeous she is stunning and they did wrong by her by putting her in that they didn't even fit it to her you look in the picture and it does not fit her properly and that's a crime so i also looked at the reviews specifically for the white dress one mm -hmm. And somebody actually said the same thing you did. Costume, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I would respect this item a lot more if it were listed as a wedding dress of some kind because that's what it looks like. Yeah. An informal wedding dress. You're going to insist it's a costume, but you couldn't even bother to accessorize it with some wings or at very least a halo. I don't think I've ever been so disappointed in a Halloween section from Torrid as I am this year. Also, same goes for the witch costume. Honestly, they're a super cute dress, not costumes. Yeah. And this is a one star from two months ago. I'm not going to go ahead and mention any names or anything, but it is on the website if anybody wants to go check it out. So I just wanted to ask, how does this selection make you feel in terms of your own personal body image? So I am upset with Torrid because Torrid is supposed to be the leading brand because it is the most well-known plus size brand. You can go to any mall in the US and there's a Torrid there and they are supposed to be taking care of us through the fashion. And this feels like an afterthought. I feel like an afterthought. My body shape is not dissimilar to the woman in these photos. So that alone I'm okay with. 
with because she is stunning. She makes me feel good in my body type. But what if someone else didn't have my body type? You know, I have wide hips. I have a large chest. I have large arms. But like these dresses would flatter that. They were built for that. But what if you didn't have those features? And it feels like Torrid, who is supposed to be leading the front on mainstream fashion for plus size women, making their main customer an afterthought. They needed to do better. And it feels like I'm not allowed to look good for Halloween because the retailers that's supposed to have my back, who's supposed to dress my body, didn't care enough to actually do something worthwhile. One of the items that they have on their top four when you go to check out their Halloween section is the black headband that is paired with a dress that's not even for sale. They don't even have that up here. Yeah, it's not even available. And they don't even have anything to pair it with. My question is like, did she bring that from home? Did they used to have that? Like, is that in another section? That's what you wanted out of what was shown in this picture, not the floral headband. And had you not read the description or the title of it, you would have been looking for that dress. Yeah, I would have been like, oh my God, $14.50, that's super cheap for a dress. Seeing as the other ones were above $50 each. In your opinion, would you pay $50 for the, the other three dresses? Marked as dresses? Probably the white one, not the other two. But this goes into the issue where clothing and fashion for plus size people is significantly more expensive because these outfits for anyone of mid sizes, it would be significantly cheaper. I also wanted to point out that Halloween costumes aren't the best of quality. They're only really available maybe one time a year. You can find them as early as sometimes August, depending on which store you go to, or September. And they go on sale immediately after Halloween, but they're still egregiously priced, in my opinion. 50, 60, sometimes 70 plus dollars for a costume you're gonna wear maybe once that won't hold up the next year. No. In terms of its actual quality. It might break that night. Yeah. So marked as a costume, you know, under that pretense, do you think that these two costumes that they have, the sexy mermaid costume and the sexy devil lace up, do you think those are fairly priced comparatively? I would still not pay that price. I would rather make my own costume for way more money in materials and time than pay for a red velvet dress by itself with no accessories. And like the thing is like even when you go and you purchase these costumes, the ones that are up in the 50s, 60s, 70s, those at least come with a kit that they have accessories. They very rarely are just like one item. Whereas when you're here, it's just the one item. And in the case of the mermaid costume, you get like hand sleeves as well. But even so, you're getting hats, necklaces, sunglasses, whatever accessories goes along with that costume more often than not. So I still would not pay $52 for a red devil costume when I still have to provide whatever other accessories I want to tag on. Because that's what, that goes from $52.12 and then say I want to add horns. Okay, well somewhere else that's gonna be another $20. And then say I want a tail. Now I have to figure out how to attach the tail to this dress and that's another 15 to $20 and then modifications to the dress. It's just, it's not feasible in my opinion. Is there anything else that you wanted to point out on Torrid in terms of their Halloween fall section? Maybe some of the stuff that's not a costume, but is still up here for show? Yeah. So I know I've just been shitting on Torrid this whole time, but I want Torrid to succeed. I want Torrid to continue to develop. I want to be able to shop at Torrid for the foreseeable future. I'm just trying to hold them accountable for their shortcomings so that hopefully... And I 
doubt they'll ever see it, but the, that they can do better. Because I'm not the only person saying this. However, that being said, their Disney collab is spectacular. They have a Winnie the Pooh onesie, a Stitch onesie. They have like a Tinkerbell skater dress, which is super cute. An Alice in Wonderland dress. Your Halloween themed clothing is far superior than the costume section. I would buy most of this collection outside of the costumes. That's how much I like it. So that's a win for me. I'm only seeing four costumes. Yeah, that's it. That's the amount of effort that went into the Halloween collection. The 2021 Torrid Halloween collection is just four costumes and one accessory. And you couldn't even put a lot of work into it. You couldn't even make a valiant effort, like a real solid effort. That's my thing. You go up to the top and you click on costumes. The accessory doesn't even show up. It shows up in the top picture with the girl with the dress, um, with the bone dress. And there's also another girl that is wearing a costume that is not featured here. It's just, she's there. She's wearing that costume. Uh-huh. Like, it's not for sale, but you can look at it. Yeah. Nice picture, I guess. And then you see the goddess queen cape costume that I'd mentioned. And then you see the other three, but that's it. And three out of four is the same woman with the same body type. Yeah. Only one of them has this black woman. So it's like, could you have gotten her to wear more than just the one costume? Because it's one body type for these three costumes. Like you said, if you don't have the same features you do, if you don't have that body type, yeah. is your default then the goddess queen cape? What if you don't want that one? What if you want to wear the sexy lace? Yeah. And representation is hard in plus size fashion to begin with. The fact that the beautiful Caucasian woman who's wearing the three costumes, she has a prominent belly. And just getting a model in fashion, mainstream fashion, to have a prominent belly is a win. But yeah, an issue in the industry is diverse body shapes because no one body shape in a plus size woman is the same. Yeah, it's a big issue. And just to be clear, it's three of the same woman and then one incredibly stunning, super tall. She is absolutely gorgeous black woman and she is not taking anyone's shit. You can see it in her eyes, in the photos. She is a goddess. She is not wearing a goddess costume. She is a goddess and she will fuck you up. Yeah, I just, I would like to see more with her. You know, I would have liked to see her modeling some of these other costumes. Oh, she would have been stunning in one of the other costumes. But she's limited to just the one. She is stunning as she is. You see three times of the other girl and you only see one of yeah. her. You know, not to say that that one doesn't speak for itself, but like you said, representation is needed here. Yeah, and for a long time, we were stuck with just the Ashley Grams of the plus size model. And if... Ashley Graham is a beautiful woman. She is with child right now, and I, I wish her pregnancy all the luck and all the ha health and happiness. But she is a flat-stomached, plus-size woman. She is the epitome of what a plus-size woman should be, according to the media. Thick thighs, wide hips, no belly, skinny arms. But she's beautiful, but we're stuck with a lot of the Ashley Grahams and her body shape which is not fair to those of us who have a prominent belly. Yeah, and then when you scroll down from the costumes on the same page that you were on, you see more representation. You see more than just the one black woman. You see multiple black women. Oh, yeah. So is there a reason why they couldn't have modeled a costume? Exactly. Like, if I'm looking for costumes and I'm a black woman, do I feel like I only have that one option? Yeah, I don't know. That's frustrating that I then have to default to that one option or I have to shop elsewhere or I have to pick from 
any of the options down here. And that's not to say that like a black woman couldn't wear the other options. It's just, you know, in terms of representation, you may not have the body type that that woman has. So if you had the body type of the black woman, are you then stuck with that one costume? Yeah. What if you don't like purple? That is the inherent discussion on that. Representation is important. I love seeing the body positivity in these pictures. I love seeing the smiling faces and they're not trying to hide anything. Like they might touch up some like skin issues or something, but for the most part, they're not thinning these women out. They're showing them for who they are, which is great. But again, it's frustrating that when it comes to a holiday that a lot of people want to enjoy and they want to love for whatever reason, you're limited. Yeah. So did you want to talk about Sheen? Sheen, yeah. And I don't know how to say it correctly. Some people say Sheen. Some people say Sheen. And it is spelled S-H-E-I-N. So if anybody knows how to actually pronounce that, please let us know. But for now, we're just going to call it Sheen. So tell us a little bit about this website and what drew you to this website. So I first found this website on TikTok. A couple items of clothing went viral on TikTok. I went to check them out and I was astonished by how affordable the clothes are. Now with this affordability comes fast fashion. This is the epitome of fast fashion. It's mass reproduced. There is no store locations. You cannot go into a store and try these clothes on, which is kind of a problem. But for the same articles of clothing, that would be 40 plus at Torrid, you're paying 10, 15, sometimes even less per item at Sheen, which means that if you want to put together an outfit, you can put together a whole outfit on Sheen for the cost of one pair of pants at Torrid. That being said, the quality of pants that you're going to get at Torrid are more than likely going to be way higher quality than anything you get at Sheen. Now, as per the Halloween costume section, there's a lot of pieces that you can put together. There's not like a Halloween kit, but everything so far is affordable. Everything is fashionable. It's fitting these women's bodies the way that these pieces should be. There's nothing that I'm seeing that doesn't fit the model. So if you go to the Shein website or Shein website, you go to Curves Plus because they have straight sizes and they have curves. You can shop in the Halloween section. I am personally really impressed by the Halloween collection that they have. These women are beautiful. They are a bunch of different shapes, sizes, colors, and the photography is excellent. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm looking at the plus size and I'm trying to go as high as I can go just because I'm not seeing women that are as big as the women on Torrid. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Sometimes websites will use what they consider to be a plus size model, but then they'll sell even bigger sizes than that. Yeah. But I'm not seeing the representation in terms of those bigger women. And, you know, I'm not a big woman by any means, but having come from Torrid and seeing the diversity, seeing the different body sizes and not quite seeing that here, it does bother me a little bit. Mm -hmm. But again, as I mentioned, they don't necessarily have to do that. They could just find one outfit, one model, and then just use one picture and say, like, we also have this in these three different sizes. Yeah. And so with a website like this, that kind of tends to be the case because what I'm seeing, especially in their plus section, they've got straight sized models, they've got medium sized models, and then they've got medium plus. And a medium plus just is like the Ashley Grams, right? And so where I give Sheen a little bit of leeway as opposed to maybe other 
other brands is that they offer the same articles of clothing through their straight sizes all the way up to their plus sizes. So when they pay to have a straight sized model model the item and they post it on their plus, for me, I understand that they've got to keep their costs down. So paying one model makes it easier to keep your products cheaper than paying two models. And because it's fast fashion and I want to be able to spend like $20 on a dress as opposed to 60, you know, it's kind of picking your battle, right? I want to be able to get the clothes affordably. And if that means that I get less representation, that fucking sucks. But my wallet doesn't hurt as bad and I'm not spending so much money constantly on clothes. It reminds me of something I kind of learned growing up. You may have learned this too, being a woman, or it just could be a family friend thing. But growing up, my mom taught me that you want to get one really good lightly expensive bra because that's your main bra. You might wear that every day. You might save that for special occasions, but that's the expensive bra. That's your kind of go-to bra. Everything else can kind of come from Walmart. I can see you coming to Sheen for like your everyday wear that you don't care as much about. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Sheen is rather new. So like previously, I didn't have the luxury of being able to just have one expensive garment as per a bra, because when you buy them in plus sizes, they are all expensive. So if I were to go to Torrid or to Lane Bryant to buy a bra, I couldn't buy just one because I would run through it between six months to a year. And I wouldn't be able to ever wash it because I always have to wear it. So you have to get more than one. And then anything that size that's actually going to do anything for you is minimum going to start on the low end on sale on clearance for $40. On average, each bra is between $60 and $70 per unit. Not being a plus size woman, I can specifically say the bra problem is a universal one between all women. Mainly, my biggest issue has always been I cannot find a bra in my size because I have a big bust and I am a small woman. Uh For some reason, companies, clothing manufacturers, they tend to think, and I'd mentioned this earlier, that big women have big busts. Yeah. If you have a small waist, if you're a smaller woman, you should have a smaller bust. Yeah. I am not the image of that. I have a bigger bust and a smaller waist, and I can never find a bra. Yeah. I remember going to a professional bra fitter when I was about 20 and leaving almost ashamed because the bra she fitted me in, I had to order it specially, and nothing else was going to fit me properly because of my size difference with most women and or at least in her opinion with most women and I think that was probably the closest I ever came to the struggle that like bigger women tend to have with going to a specific place where there is literally clothing all over the place and then being told you have to order from this magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that as well. But that, yeah, that's absolutely 100% what we deal with all the time. American Eagle has plus size selection. I know of a lot of plus size women who shop exclusively at American Eagle, but they've removed all of their plus size clothing from in store. They don't want us in their store trying on their clothes because that's not their aesthetic, which is a problem because of all the sizes, we might be the ones who need to be able to try on the clothes the most because our body size vary so drastically. In hindsight, what if I got that bra and it still didn't fit? She had to order that specially for me. What if it didn't fit? Then you have to return it and you're out a bra for X amount of time because there was a size problem. 
And some people might know this. I remember learning this for the first time as an adult. But one of the main reasons why women are so prone to breast cancer is because our breast sizes change throughout the month. So you might have bigger breasts closer to your time of the month and smaller breasts right in the middle of your cycle. So I could have got fitted for that bra right before my cycle started and ended my cycle. The bra came in. Now it doesn't fit. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a permanent solution for that. But again, I also could have gained or lost weight in two weeks, in a month, however long it took. And the bra doesn't fit anymore. And I just had a special order that I paid X amount of dollars for that. It was a process that is now no longer valid because bodies are fluid. Yes. And that's an issue with like pants. For for me at least, pants are, are very difficult. For a long time, I resorted to workout pants, leggings. And before anyone sighs about leggings, let me just tell you, the amount of times that our body fluctuates, the only thing that can keep up are leggings. How does that make you feel when you look at Halloween costumes? When you think about if you were to say, purchase a costume at the beginning of October, the middle of October, you put some thought into it, you know this is what you want to be, and regardless of what your choice is, in a matter of a couple of weeks, that could completely change, and now your costume doesn't fit. If you were to go to Torrid and pick out that sexy mermaid costume, then suddenly your body size changes, your breast size slightly changes, it doesn't fit quite the same way. And again, this isn't to say that you're going to drastically gain or lose weight, but it, it's a subtle difference. And if it fits you that tightly, it's going to be noticeable. And uncomfortable. Yeah, so how does that make you feel as a plus size woman? How does it make you feel about your body knowing that that is a possibility? Let me answer you this way. I have not purchased for myself a traditional costume from any retailer for six plus years. Does that make you feel like you're not deserving of costumes? I definitely am deserving of costumes. I just know that fat fashion is going to fail me and I'm not willing to put my money into it because I know that there's going to be something about the costume that's not going to fit my body. Even if it is my size, the size that I am told by the rest of fat fashion that I am, it will not fit my body. Whether it will not fit my bust or it will not fit my arms or it will not fit my hips. And if it's got pants, it will definitely not fit these thighs. So I don't want to put my money in costumes that were not really catered to me or anyone my size, genuinely. Especially if I'm wearing it once. I personally don't like packaged costumes from major retailers because I don't like the idea of buying an item that's that expensive and only wearing it once. There are certain occasions that might call for something like that, but Let's just preface it this way. I've never been married, but I've been to prom. I've worn my prom dress once and it cost me close to $400 and I had to get it specially fit because I was underweight at that time. Mm -hmm. I've never been able to wear it since. Like my body shape isn't the same, but even if it was, what would I do with it? Sit around in the house? Like what's the purpose of buying a single garment once and then never using it again. At this point in my life, I'm looking at all of the garments I have that I don't feel a need to wear and I don't fit me anymore. So I'm going to donate them because somebody else can wear them, hopefully at a discount price, not pay close to $400 for it. And then they choose to wear it out on the town, wear it out at a party. Like, I mean, it is a prom dress, but good luck. Yeah. 
I mean, it could be someone's affordable prom dress. What's the point of buying these costumes, buying these one-time use expensive items, and then are you just going to be the same thing for Halloween every year? You know, are you going to dismantle it and try to pick out pieces to wear with other costumes? When I look for a costume of what I want to buy, what I want to be, I look at like how many uses can I get out of this versus this is exemplifying who I want to be. I don't want to be the dead bride, the spooky witch, the mummy every year year. So on that, I think that the draw on it is there is a lot of like licensed costumes that come out around that time. And a lot of people want to be those licensed costumes. And with the licensing comes a level of accuracy that you don't have to worry about with the cheaper knockoff stuff or homemade stuff. And so like there, I kind of get it like the Disney branded stuff, the Marvel branded stuff. It's a lot easier to just go with the prepackaged. But when it comes to just like the the witches and generic stuff, there's no point, really. You're just paying for convenience. You're paying to not make it yourself. You're paying to not spend the money for someone to make a decent quality costume for you because it is just one night and you don't need it to be special. Like, it's just convenience. You're just paying for the convenience. You're not paying for adequate labor wages. You're not paying for good materials. You're paying for mass production and that's all it is. Did you want to hop over to Spirit and start looking at what they have to offer? Yeah, let's let's pick apart what Spirit has. I'd like to start with the children's costumes. Let's start with the boys and then we'll move to the girls. So what do you see in the children's costumes that you want to talk about? So first and foremost, there's a lot of licensed costumes. There's the Joker. There's Iron Man. There is Kid Sam. There's a Fortnite costume. There's the Mandalorian. Those are all excellent. Those are all I thoroughly enjoy them. Then you have your ever popular Spider-Man. They have the inflatable ones. I just think that the selection that they have for boys is very good. I think it was well thought out. I think there's a variety of genres. Like there's a lot there to work with and I think that like there's a boy of any personality can get a costume. And really the most expensive one that I'm seeing is $50. And yeah, that's a bit expensive, but it's not as bad as I anticipated it would be. So the Bumblebee one is a hundred. Oh, is it? Okay. I was just scrolling. I do want to point out real fast. We haven't looked at the girls' costumes yet. We're going to do that here in just a second. But the licensed costumes for the boys seem to be rather accurate to the characters that they're representing. And I have a hunch that the girls are not going to be the same. We might be surprised. Do you want to hop over and check? I hope I'm surprised. Yes, I do. So I'm going to click that right now. Okay. So in the first two lines, I see two licensed costumes. One is Coraline and it is just adorable. And I think that's pretty good. And then the Sarah Sanderson, which it's not bad for for being a sexual character. They did a good job on not sexualizing her. As we go down, there's zombie cheerleaders, ringmasters, girl clowns. There's not really any, there's one, there's a Carmen Sandiego costume, which any child today that knows what Carmen Sandiego is would surprise me. There's a cat noir, and I don't know why that's in the girl's costume. It's a little boy in the icon, and cat noir is a boy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why that would be in the girl's costume section. That's beyond me. I would imagine because Spirit of Halloween 
does separate their stuff by boys, girls, women, men. They probably not too much on the gender fluid identity. So that doesn't feel like an argument in their favor. No. But it also could be a situation where whoever was sorting these on the back end didn't pay attention to that fact that this is a cat, the costume is a boy, the the character is a boy. They probably just thought that's a short-haired girl or it's a cat, therefore girl. And well, I clicked on the icon, I clicked on the costume. The first three pictures are of the little boy and then the last two are of a little girl, which... I am all for gender bending. I think that clothing in general has no gender, but the character definitely does. Cat Noir is definitely a little boy. Now, I've not seen the show, so if I am wrong, please correct me in the comments or reach out to me. Let me know that I'm wrong because I'm happy to be wrong. I, if, you know, if Cat Noir was a they, them, beautiful. I love it. But as per characters, it is primarily identified as a male so that's my only hiccup there so we didn't see cat noir on the front page for the boys no cat noir wasn't on any of the boys costumes so why is it on the front page for girls if it's not even going to be there for boys like why is that the first thing you're going to see but the first picture you see is of a boy in the costume it's a male costume i don't even see the miraculous ladybug on here i think that's a good issue because i definitely understand the logistics of not listing something twice but if you're looking for a boy's costume you're not going to click into the girl's costume tab it's just unreasonable like unless your little boy wants to be something more feminine presenting that's just not what's going to happen i found her but she's on page four why is she on page four isn't she the star of the show she is the star of i mean they both are technically but she more so than him because the show's named after her why is he on the front page when we click on it it's a boy in the costume it's a boy character and again like we said there's not a problem with a girl wearing this but it is kind of shown leaning towards one specific gender and yet right next we've got kids beetlejuice dress and kids fox costume why couldn't you put miraculous ladybug right next to him they could be a pair yeah they're in the same show And comparatively, we've got six characters that are licensed. The rest of them are insert generic costume here. And there's a lot more repetition when it comes to the girls' costumes. Because I'm on page four and I see Miraculous Ladybug, right? But also on one page, there's four witch costumes. There's two vampires. There's two clowns. There's two M&Ms. And so it's a lot of the repetition of the same thing, just tweaked differently in a little bit different of a style. And I don't know what that's indicative of, but in one part of me, it's bothersome. Because I'm like, do you have to spam with so many different things of the same thing when we could be a little bit more creative? But then also, I just like, okay, you know, there's a bunch of different vibes here. And I appreciate that. And I recognize the variety. Throughout the pages, there's like four or five different dead cheerleader costumes. And this is all just on one page. It's like, okay, give me something else. I have yet to see a a doctor or a female Joker. I switched to page 12 just to kind of see what was the barren, the stuff that you would see at the very end of it. It's more of the same stuff, but I am also seeing some more licensed characters. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that there are female versions of male costumes for male characters that I didn't see on the boys' side. But I'm seeing kids' Robin Hood costume. In the costume, it doesn't specify whether or not it's for a boy or a girl. 
And it just says kids Robin Hood costume, not girl Robin Hood, just kids Robin Hood. And it's just pictures of a girl. Yeah. I'm not saying that boys can't wear this, but I didn't see a male version of it. It comes back to representation. I just hit page 12 of the girls and almost the identical costume for the cat noir is listed again. Almost identical, except now it's Catwoman. Like, it's all the same pieces, except instead of wearing boots, this child is now wearing heels. And it's heavily photoshopped, so it's hard to tell what is actually the costume and what isn't. Yeah, most of the time, shoes don't come with the costume. No, they don't, but that's just how they're presenting it differently. I was expecting more sexy costumes, more like, this is what you're supposed to look like. And I don't really see that in the girls' costumes as much. The place where you would expect them to, you'd expect to see them. Yeah. For the most part, covering up absolutely everything. Like the sexiest and, you know, let's not get into, you know, what is sexy on a child. Let's just not go there. But the closest you're gonna get is, like, knee-high skirt. Well, like, okay, hold on. Back up a little bit. I do want to discuss what is sexy on a child because the answer is nothing. However, there's this outcry of children are being sexualized by clothing. No, they're not. Children are being sexualized by adults who are looking at them through a sexual lens. And... So it's like, if their skirt is too short and it's too many inches above their kneecaps, is that sexy? It depends who you ask. If a child, a little girl, is wearing a two-piece bathing suit, is that sexy? No, but it depends on who you ask. Because if you put that same bathing suit on a full-grown woman, it could be sexy because it you can look at a woman and be like, that's sexy. But you cannot, and I repeat, you cannot look at a child and go, that is sexy. There's nothing inherently sexual about a thigh. There's nothing inherently sexual about a stomach, a shoulder, your upper arms, your back. It is all of our sexual preferences in adults. And because of these preferences in adults, it makes us uncomfortable when we see them in children. As it should, because you should not be sexually attracted to children. But there's nothing sexy about a two-piece. There's nothing sexy about a child showing her stomach. And I don't think that she should be prohibited from bearing midriff because of that. Like, why should she have to fight these norms when she's done nothing? Well, what I meant by sexy was revealing because I don't see that in these costumes. That's not to say, like you said, they can't wear that but I don't see it. So I think what is happening with this is that they might hear a lot of the criticism coming from people that are complaining yeah. that these costumes are too sexy. They're sexualizing children. And to combat that, they're covering the girls up in almost a semi-modest way. The closest you can get, I found a costume that is a girl wearing nothing but leggings on her bottom half. And you shouldn't be looking at her and thinking she's sexy. She's like 12. Ew. It, absolutely. But like everything else, other than this one costume, it's like cheerleader skirt size. You know, there's nothing sexy about it. It's just that's the shortest skirt you'll find. Versus this one, it's like, oh, she should be wearing a skirt or she could be wearing a skirt, but she's not. She's just wearing leggings. Um, so I'm not saying, like, go look at these costumes in a sexy way to see if you can find anything that's sexy, just comparatively. And I also want to note that this kid's fox fur fawn costume, she's completely covered. Like, the only skin she's showing 
or would be showing is her face and hands and her hands are in her pockets. Yeah. So there's nothing sexy about her. It's just showing off the costume. It's just like, if I were to see that on a woman, you'd see her curves. You would see her outline. You could think that that's sexy, but on a child, no. Yeah. And none of these costumes were obviously designed to be sexy. And I think that is what the issue would be, is are these costumes inherently designed to be attractive? If you look at one of these girls and you see sexy, you need to see help. Yeah. I think the next section we should go to is the woman costumes. Because the idea of what's sexy versus what we're seeing on these girls could be completely different. And I think that that's where you look at that and that's where you can draw the line. You can see a cheerleader costume on a woman and see something different than when you see it on a child. Yeah. And that's supposed to be like that. But then you have to go back a step and think, is this the same costume? Is it supposed to have the same effect? Yes, absolutely. I would like to say, now that I'm over at the women's section... I am so happy to see so many Hocus Pocus costumes. Makes my heart happy. I do wish that they would actually show Mary's actual size, though. Yes. The plus-size model that they've got for this, she's beautiful, but she's not even close to Mary's body size and shape. Yeah. Winifred was somewhat bigger, because, you know, compared to her sister, Sarah, she's not as tiny. But Mary is kind of where that representation is. Yeah. If you're going to think of the plus-size witch, you're going to think of Mary and I just don't see that with their plus size costume. Yeah. But let's go into some of the sexier costumes. The first one I can see is we've got adult Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. And we've got an adult Venus goddess. Okay, so let's go to the Harley Quinn. What inherently screams sexy to you about this? Probably the combination of the short shorts and the fishnet stockings. Okay. So for me, I think fishnet, I think the short shorts, I think like your eyeline is going to go from the bottom up yeah and you're going to be drawn to the divide and the different the duality one side of the short shorts is red the other side is blue you're going to be drawn to that line if you look at the picture of her from behind it's going to do the reverse you're going to look at the different the duality that goes down her middle and you're going to look at the the curve of her legs so my question is is that sexy because it is inherently sexual like a piece of lingerie or is it sexy because that is attractive to you would you be like that is sexy is that outfit sexy because of the aesthetic or because you associate that with the act so let me put it this way i'm straight i don't find her attractive but would i wear that in hopes that people would find me attractive the answer is yes. Yeah. If I wore that, I would hope that my boyfriend would think that I'm sexy. Yeah. Would I want to see this on a child? No. Not because I find it sexy, but because of who the character is. That's fair. Like, personally, I did not like seeing the Joker costume, but because Batman is associated with a child, like child cartoon, it is often marketed to children, seeing that version of the Joker was okay. If I had seen the adult Suicide Squad Joker, I would have been very upset. He was there. I don't remember seeing him. I just, seeing this Harley Quinn, if I had seen this in the little girls, I would be upset because she is not toted for being marketed to children. No, and that movie was not marketed to children, but these characters are. And this Harley Quinn and the aforementioned Joker 
are the modern depictions of these characters. Even in the child cartoons, you see Harley Quinn's very similar. You see a Harley Quinn in a bodysuit and then she's got the pink and blue pigtails. It's adopted throughout the current cartoons. I wouldn't have been upset because in my opinion, she doesn't use this getup to attract anybody. She wears this because it's what makes her comfortable. That was the point of her having this costume. It made the character comfortable in who she is. Mm -hmm. It's a different discussion if the reason why your child is dressed the way they are is because of the character itself and not the sexiness of it. If yeah. my child knew who Harley Quinn was and wanted to dress like that version of Harley Quinn because of Harley Quinn, then yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with her dressing that way. If she's prepubescent and wants to dress like that because she wants to be sexy, then we're going to have a different discussion. Yeah. But this is where I think that the line gets a little blurred. When you look at a woman in these costumes, what exactly do you think the children see when they see, I'm going to be that someday? Someday my body will look like hers. Will I need to dress like that? That's why representation's important. Because growing up, there was no one that looked like me in these ads. And the ones that did were in the catalogs of clothing that my grandmother would get in the mail. And that was incredibly disheartening. I think it's fine to want to look like someone. I think it can be very damaging to only have very slender, very sleek, very long-legged women in these outfits, in these images, because that's just not the reality of what the majority of the women that exist in reality are. So I'm sending you a couple links. Okay. Just because I don't want you to have to try to find them. But on one link, the first link, is a child nurse costume. Uh-huh. And on the other link is the adult version of that. When you look at the adult versus the child, do you think that the child who dresses like this nurse then looks at the adult costume and says, someday that will be me? In your opinion, do you think that that's the message it's giving? That's hard to say. I don't know what message it's giving because part of me is like, that child, she looks great. She looks happy. She's adorable. And then... It's pretty dissimilar to the adult one, but the basic shape is the same. And I'm just gonna say it, the majority of the sex appeal that is in this woman's photo is her posing and her face, the look on her face. The costume itself is not doing much. It's just existing. So when you click to the second page and you see a different woman, she has a different look on her face. Is she not as sexy as the first one? No, the sex appeal is not as prevalent. I don't think it's inherently the costume. I think it's the model and the pose that is sexy. So what you're saying is the woman is making it sexy. The costume itself is not sexy. Correct. Okay. Because I'm thinking if you wanted to go as doctors, nurses, a family of, you've got your big sister or your mom, and then you've got the smaller child version, and you put them literally right next to each other, do you think that that's going to send the wrong message based on the costume the adult chose versus the one the child is wearing? Or do you think that that's fine because in some cases we've got the woman who is sexy and the woman who's not and it's really the intent of the person wearing the costume? I think it's really the intent of the person wearing it because I actually like 
how they advertised this because they catch you in with this sexy, beautiful, beautiful, stunning woman. And then you come in and you can kind of get a more realistic idea of what it's going to look like. So I don't think that this costume in itself is going to make the child who's wearing the child's nurse costume go, man, I want to look like that someday. Because they're not going to be talking about the costume. They're going to be talking about the model. I think that the two costumes side by side could be, if done properly, a mother-daughter nurse matching costume. I think a mom could wear that and fit in with her daughter. I think they could wear them in tandem and not have the mom be like the sexy nurse. I think she can actually be comfortable if she is a more modest person. Neither costumes say sexy on them. Almost none of these costumes say sexy. When I think of nurse, I think of nurses wearing scrubs, personally. Yeah, so like, what these nurse costumes are based off of is like, World War II era, Mm -hmm. when they still wore dresses with the big red plus sign to indicate, I am medical professional, don't shoot. It's not based on your modern nurse. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is underrepresented. Our nurses work very hard and deserve to have costumes made about them, too. And you were mentioning that you weren't seeing the profession representation in the girls' costumes. When I scrolled through the boys' costumes, I saw police, I saw firefighters, but I didn't quite see that in the girls. Yeah. Again, we haven't scrolled through absolutely every single one of these pages. Yeah. But it would be nice to see that on the front page. It would be nice to see that in the first four pages. And if there's going to be 30 different witches, can I have like two doctors? If we're going to have that kind of variety... For, for witches, can I have something for that? Why is the one costume that we could compare to a profession something from the 1920s through 1940s that you can then put alongside the adult classic nurse costume that is arguably sexy in the first image? And undeniably gendered. Where is the boy version of that costume? Is this from the world that boys are doctors and girls are nurses? Because that's not the case anymore. Now, I definitely do not think clothing has gender, but but socially, women wear dresses. I love it when men wear dresses, but you don't see that very much in the mainstream. It's not normalized. So when you see these dress nurses costumes, they're not gender neutral, where they're men and women both dressed up. It's just a woman's a nurse and the man is the doctor. And that's unfortunate. I'm still looking, and so far I found the girl nurse. She was within the first four pages, but I'm now on page eight and I'm still looking for professions. And I'm in the women's. I'm on page eight. I've seen three police officer uniforms where they're just like bodycon dresses with big belts and handcuffs. And I've seen no doctors, no other ones. Like it's all the sexy cop. Here I am now on page 10. I've come across a kid's referee. That's technically a profession. Yeah. So we've got the cheerleader, the nurse, and a referee that are actual professions that people can try to get into. And this is coming from a website that put the cat noir on the first page and it's a boy in the costume. Yeah. So there's a little bit of hypocrisy happening here in terms of representation and what they want to offer people. And this isn't your only option. There are plenty of Halloween websites and places you can go. Yeah. But spirit of Halloween is pretty synonymous around this time of year. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then it is as well known, I feel like they need to kind of step up their game the same way Torah did with representation, with size, with profession. Yeah. Now, really fast, I'm on page 16 of the women's costume, and this is the first time I am seeing any kind of nurse that's not 
of that same trope. I have seen upwards of 10 of those skirted nurses. I am just for the first time seeing scrubs. I am seeing the scrubs one, the pink scrubs specifically. But it is nice to see it, but you have to go to page 16 to see it. So I think you'd probably actually save some money if you just went and got some real scrubs. Yeah. They'd last a bit longer. You could get whatever color you wanted. Yep. So another place I think that we should visit just before we leave is we didn't check out the adult men's costumes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so immediately I'm seeing inflatables. Where were the inflatables for the girls? Yeah, I didn't really see much either. I do love that Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus is the first costume you see. Well, the first costume we saw in the the females was the Hocus Pocus one, so. I am a huge fan of Hocus Pocus. I love Hocus Pocus. I am just so happy. Of all the costumes they could have made for that, Billy Butcherson was what they went with. Oh, man. Oh, this is cringy. So there is an adult Joker jacket that you're supposed to wear without a shirt. It calls back to the boys' costumes. I'm seeing a lot of the same costumes that were available there that the girls didn't have an option to wear. Like you said, it's a lot of what you see in the boys' section. It feels like what the men and boys are offered is more than what the girls are offered. It's like generic witch costume for the majority of the little girls. But for the boys, you had all these licensed characters right off the bat. Yeah, you've got 30 pages for girls, but you could probably make three of them just out of the witch varieties. The same argument could be made on both sides. Yeah. But I do think that some of these costumes should be available to both male and female, like the inflatables. You said clothes don't have a gender, but the inflatables definitely don't have a fucking gender yeah i understand like the female and male roles between characters but this man is a pineapple okay tell me how a pineapple is masculine okay so hold on i'm on page eight there is an adult tiger pajama costume the picture is a woman i i can't answer that for you like this could have gone in the women's what if i want to be an inflatable kenny it's on page nine i agree we should be able to have like a men women gender neutral and then like just inflatables I would say the body positivity with the misrepresentation in gender is probably the most prevalent that I've seen. Your body type comes second because, again, I haven't purchased any of the costumes that are supposed to be plus size from here. I don't know if you have. I have not in a long time because the last time I did, they were not true to size. I'm going to guess, based off of the other issues we've seen with Spirit of Halloween, that they're probably not still. Yeah. It's 2021, and there's a lot of issues. Spirit of Halloween is synonymous with popping up around this time. You can walk into a store, you can purchase online. So then where is the representation? They've got all year round when they're not operating in stores to get this organized. And they clearly work on it a lot because they have a lot of options. Just a little bit more effort. That's all we're asking. Another thing, too, is that it's not on the consumer. It's not the consumer's job to add in the representation where there isn't any. Yeah. But I wanted to mention that on parenting.com, they had an article about Halloween costumes, self-esteem. They give some advice as to how you can talk to your children about it. I do want to mention that this website did mention the conversation for girls specifically, and I changed it to children and they, them, just because... You can have this conversation with anybody. Anybody can be struggling with this. 
Yeah, absolutely. This specifically says ways to help kids have a healthy, positive attitude about Halloween costumes and their bodies. The first one says, find out what they really want to be. Halloween is traditionally a time to test drive a different persona. Ask your child what skill they wish they had or activity they'd like to be good at. Then build a costume around that rather than a performed character. Do they want to be athletic? Dress them like an Olympian in red, white, and blue. Are they interested in science? Suggest a mad scientist with a lab coat and a brain in a jar. So the next one is... Go scary. Emphasize the roots of Halloween, a spooky time when the supernatural is on the loose. Instead of aiming for an adult costume, suggest your kids try to create a scary one. Oh, yeah. Humanize a character. If your child desperately wants to dress up as a particular character, get them to articulate what makes that character so special. Stress the superhero's values rather than how cool they look. Don't badmouth sexy costumes. Parents shouldn't be sex negative, especially with tweens. Telling a child they can't wear something skimpy because it makes them look like a slut or because it will send the wrong message just creates internal dissonance since they see even skimpier outfits on celebrities every day. Yeah. Instead of fighting, ask them why this costume is one that they should want to open a dialogue with. Yeah. Finally, throughout the Year, praise your children for what they attempted to accomplish, not for how they look. A child who hears you always work hard repeatedly rather than you look so nice can wear a skimpy costume one night and not be convinced that it's the only way to be popular and loved. I like those a lot. I think that's some great advice. I like the don't badmouth the sexy costumes and keep it year round. Yeah. For example, if you have a boy that wants to dress up as a unicorn princess, Whatever the case is, just keep it year-round. If it's just one night a year, we kept it year-round, you never touched it, you know, we can feel okay about not having it around anymore. I don't think that's exactly what they meant about keep it year-round. I think they meant keep that energy year-round. So, like, the same energy that was, like, say your nephew wanted to be the unicorn, and his mom's energy was sure. She shouldn't turn around, and the rest of the year, like, she switches up her energy about the same topic. Because unicorns, for some reason, have been associated with femininity, and for a little boy to want to portray that, means a little boy is portraying femininity and to allow that is a good energy and th that energy to explore that side of himself should be kept year-round. I agree but I also think you could just keep the costume year-round too. A hundred percent! I just don't think that was the point of that statement. I think that's kind of what I meant, but I didn't go into it as like detailed as you did. What I meant was like if they want to be a unicorn year-round, embrace that don't shame it. Yeah. You know, don't be like, this was Halloween, we're done with that. It's Christmas now, you can't be a unicorn anymore. And it's like, no, they could be a unicorn whenever they want. Exactly. If they want to drag out their, like, Transformers costume and be Transformers in March, who cares? They're playing dress up, they're a kid. Yeah. And it's like, to shame that just because that's Halloween, you know, you're a boy or you're a girl, you can't dress like that all year round, is giving the child a complex. It's not fair to them. Halloween is a place where you can explore that as a child, and if you like it, great. And switching up your energy like that post-Halloween, all that does is that tells the kid that they're only allowed to be their true selves one day a year. And that's not fair. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss before we end the podcast? No, I feel like we have covered it all and then some. If anybody has any comments about costumes and body positivity, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. Once again, my name is Rye. You can find me at The Okayist on most platforms. 
That is T-H-3-O-K-A-Y-E-S-T. You can find me under that name under most platforms. I stream four days a week, so you can find me at twitch.tv backslash theokayist. And then I am on Twitter at theokayist as well. If you'd like to get these episodes a couple days early, you can subscribe to my fan house. That's fanhouse.app backslash theokayist. And these episodes always come out a couple days early for the fan house. So if you are interested in that, yeah, just head over there and uh, subscribe. My name is Julia, and I just want to mention if anybody has anything that they think we should or would like to suggest that we cover that we didn't in this, go ahead and let us know in the comments. You can find me at LoserBB on every platform. Uh, It is L-O-S-E-R-B-I-B-I on every platform except for Twitter, where there are two I's at the end, so L-O-S-E-R-B-I-B-I. B-I-I. So go ahead and subscribe, give us a review, let us know what you think. If there's any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to give that to us as well.